Hello, this is Tricia Bannon, Head of Equity at CIBC Private Wealth. I'm joined by Fred Weiss and Max Price, two of our healthcare analysts and experts, who will discuss the potential for a coronavirus vaccine. We understand the situation is rapidly developing, and this interview is being recorded during the week of June 15, 2020. Let's begin with Fred. What does the vaccine development landscape look like right now? Well, first of all, it's rapidly developing. First, the uh, first known virus reported to the World Health Organization from China was December 31st. The first case in the U.S. was January 20th. The World Health Organization declared it a pandemic uh, mid-March. And now we have 2 million cases in the U.S. and 115,000-plus deaths. COVID-19 is the seventh COVID virus. Four others were pretty benign and did not threaten mankind significantly. Two more prominent ones were SARS and MERS. SARS was very deadly. Both SARS and MERS basically died out, petered out. A good vaccine needs three, three things. It has to be safe. While 117,000 Americans have died, the vaccines are going to be given to a broad swath of the population, including people with compromised health care issues and various race and ethnicities and ages. So it has to be safe because you do not want to harm more people than you're trying to help. Secondly, it has to be effective in raising the immune system. Thirdly, it has to be durable. It has to last a long enough time so people find that the benefits of getting the vaccine, so typically 12 months plus. Nothing is actually going to be 100% safe, 100% effective. But if you get to a meaningful increase in safety and a meaningful increase in being effective, it can be a huge benefit to society. Currently, there are 135 candidates who have um, progressed into the, into the trials of bringing forward a vaccine. 15 of those are in human clinical trials, seven in phase one, seven in phase two, and one will enter phase three next month. To get on, a market, on the market, a vaccine has to get through all three phases in order and then apply and get approved by the FDA. The FDA has been fast-tracking approvals from phase one to, the, to phase two to phase three as quick as they can. Currently, there's a big difference between phase one and phase two and phase three. Phase one and phase two are very small trials. Less than 100 patients happen very quickly. Results are known very quickly, and they mostly check for is it safe and is it the right dose. Phase three is really a much broader-based trial getting 30,000 patients or so, and they look for all the different safety measures. And this is a much bigger hurdle to pass than phase one or phase two. Under the best case scenario, the company that is launching into phase three next month is going to be able to get results in the September, October time period from their phase three trial, be able to apply to the FDA in October or November and may get approval near year end. Unlike other drugs or vaccines, 
companies developing vaccines have to gear up manufacturing. Normally, this would happen in sequence. You get your approval, and then you'd go back and start building your manufacturing supply chain and infrastructure because it's very expensive. With the COVID-19 projects that are on, both public and private funded, we're seeing these companies start building production before they have approval. So those are positive things going on and potential about the vaccine development. Thanks for that overview, Fred. Mac, would you touch on the expected timeline for the development of the vaccine? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, under normal circumstances, uh, it would take more than a decade for a vaccine to get through clinical trials and FDA approval. And then after that, it would take an additional year and a half to two years to build out vaccine manufacturing capabilities. Of course, these are not normal times. And on May 15th, the government announced Operation Warp Speed. And this is a three-pronged effort to accelerate the availability of vaccines in the U.S. And the first prong of it is targeted investments in clinical development. Uh, The second prong is investments in manufacturing capabilities. And the third prong are investments in distribution infrastructure to avoid any bottlenecks between manufacturing of a vaccine and the American public. These three prongs are proceeding more or less simultaneously as opposed to in sequence as is traditionally done. And this is with the goal of being able to vaccinate the American public by January of 2021. Now, by all accounts, that's an extremely ambitious timeline. Uh, Dr. Fauci has said he's cautiously optimistic that this can be done. However, he's also earlier been quoted as saying that we were at least 12 to 18 months away from getting a vaccine, and that was if everything really fell into place. Anecdotally, I think most people have anchored onto Fauci's earlier statement about 12 to 18 months, uh, though they have forgotten about the qualifier of at least. Uh, So I think uh, most people are expecting a vaccine to be available by late 2021 in time for flu season. So, Mac, how likely uh, do you think we are to meet that timeline? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And uh, unfortunately, I don't really have a satisfying answer at this point. We're just too early in the process, and I think there are too many large variables to be able to confidently answer. Uh, you know, you can break that question down into several little pieces. Uh, you know, the first, of course, can we produce a vaccine that quickly? Now, we're employing tremendous resources, incredibly talented people, and cutting-edge science. However, this is really difficult stuff. We've been trying for decades to find an HIV vaccine. We also don't yet have vaccines for MERS or SARS, which are related to coronaviruses, and they've been around for years. That said, we do have a number of shots on goal, uh, 135 plus candidates and are progressing toward trial. And statistically, uh, with that many shots on goal, there's reason to be really hopeful that a vaccine will soon be found. Uh, Additionally, our experience with MERS and SARS has given us a bit of a head start in understanding COVID-19. And teams in Germany and Korea recently announced what may be breakthroughs in finding a MERS vaccine, and they did it with some of the same approaches and techniques that are being backed by Operation Warp Speed in the search for a COVID-19 vaccine. So that, too, is very hopeful. Uh, then there's a question of can the FDA approval be secured in, in, in on that timeline? And the fastest that any vaccine has proceeded through clinical trials and to FDA approval is four years, and that was for months. There are simply some limits to how fast you can proceed because a phase three trial involves injecting as many as 30,000 healthy volunteers. And you can't do that without some confidence in the safety profile of what's being injected. That said, I do think resources and political pressure being brought to bear here are rather unprecedented. Uh, Red tape at the FDA has certainly been cut and timelines have been compressed. Uh, The phases of trial one, two, and three are normally done in sequence, but now they're being done in parallel in many cases. And vaccine sponsors are now hoping to complete phase three trials and submit data 
the FDA before the end of 2020, which is really incredible. Finally, there's the question of whether you can ramp production uh, and manufacturing quickly enough. Normally, again, it takes a year and a half to two years post-FDA approval to build a manufacturing facility that's uniquely suited for production of a particular vaccine. However, build efforts are presently underway with uh, public money from Operation Warp Speed, as well as private money from the likes of uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, among others. So it, it's also possible that existing manufacturing capacity might be repurposed to a new vaccine. So it, it is, I think, conceivable that we could ramp production very quickly. But as I said, you know, no, no vaccine has ever been delivered on this timeline. So there's absolutely reason to be skeptical. Still, just because it hasn't been done doesn't mean that it can't be done if all goes right. So I'd say very cautious optimism is probably the right way to think about meeting the expectations for a 2021 vaccine. Great. That was really helpful, Mac. Um, finally, Fred, would you discuss the investment implications of a COVID-19 vaccine? We are not positioning our healthcare portfolios to pick a winner in the race for a vaccine. First of all, it's very difficult to pick a winner. It also could be a private or a foreign company we've never heard of. Secondly, the total sales for the vaccine are not likely to be huge in the context of the blockbuster pharma drug industry. It may be approximately $10, $15 billion, but it's a one-time shot of revenues, and it really does not have a durable revenue stream going forward. So we are not investing our clients' portfolios benefit from a COVID-19 vaccine. Although specifically not positioning this way, of course, we'll all celebrate when, along with the rest of humanity, if a vaccine is successful. I'd like to thank uh, Fred and Mac for sharing their current thoughts. Please note that this is a very fluid situation and new developments can happen quickly and unexpectedly, changing the current landscape. With that said, we're reasonably confident that eventually there will be a vaccine, which will potentially be a positive for businesses, the economy, corporate earnings, and most importantly, for society and humanity. Thank you for listening.